show hope you're having a great one we're gonna do our best to make it better for you tonight so let me welcome the grammy nominated award-winning gospel siblings the walls group they're out with a brand new album four walls find out about the uh what they think about the state of gospel music the church and more about their new album then in hot topics we're breaking down everything everyone's talking about of course let's talk about uh chris rock's uh netflix special selective outrage which aired saturday live on netflix uh, there's been a lot of response to that. Then legendary songstress Shaka Khan, uh, she made some comments about Mary J. Blige, Mariah Carey, and Adele after she, it was revealed to her the Rolling Stone uh, ranked her 29 out of the list of 200 best singers. She has since apologized and find out what she said. Then gospel legend CeCe Winans, she explains why she decided not to be part of Whitney Houston's music video for I'm Every Woman, calling some of the lyrics demonic. And then remember that police officer, Megan Hall, who was uh, fired for alleged sexual misconduct? Well, she's speaking out and she's suing. All that much more. Now, one of my all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, of course, our official website, thestevenightshow.com. When we come back, the question of the day and uh, hot topics right back after this. Oh, oh, yeah. oh.
Man, I'm men in the setting. Testing, they got it chasing. But they drew past you, Jackie. Jackie. What play you not see fun? Get capping. Like I said before, hungry line blocking. You leave it, another scam and we'll bop it. Grab it, squeeze it, we'll dry face. That it done, you will be trying how to catch it. You know you're missing a casa by Rebette. You fix it, oh five, trying how to catch it. Then you want to be serious now until they get Pretty girl, let me take you out of dinner. I got a cheddar, forgive me, I was a sinner. Gonna be better from January down to December. Take trips, go to spots and be in the winter. So sexy, gorgeous, and beautiful. Everything. That we do is rememberable. I'm feeling you from your head down to your toes. Don't have to speak on it, I'm gonna show. That's the nigga they chasing, but they drew past she checking, checking, checking. Anytime she walking, the boy them be watching. Anytime she walking, the boy them be checking. Baby got you temptation, anytime you turn girl you confusion. Baby got you temptation, anytime you turn girl you confusion.
What's up? This is Daryl. It's Raya. It's Paco. It's Aja, and we're the Walls Group, and you're listening to the Stephen Knight Show. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Hope you're having a great one. I want to thank you for joining us tonight. We're excited. We have the Grammy-nominated siblings, the Walls Group, to join us tonight to discuss the new album, Four Walls. So check, follow that interview later on in the show. Uh, I want to remind you all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, of course, our official website, thestephenightshow.com. We have brand new merch, so go to our website and check it out. Uh, we just posted it yesterday. Now, um, quick updates. As you all know, Aaron, he is our our attorney here. He uh, was our sports guy, and he just got a new job as a lawyer. And so um, he's going to take a brief hiatus just to get acclimated. But also want to keep his family in prayers. They lost their matriarch, their grandmother. She was 97 years old, um, and and she passed away um, last week. So definitely keeping them in the, in prayers. And Nayer, he's back in China. We can't keep him here, but he's back in China. So he's going to take a brief hiatus as well. Uh, but we'll be back when he when he gets back to the states. Now it is uh, Women's History Month. Now, it's a celebration of women's contributions to history, culture, and society. It has been observed annually from, for the month of March since 1987 here in the United States. Uh, this year is being observed from Wednesday, March 1st to February, March 31st. And so shout out to all the women who continue to kill it and, and make this country a better place. In our Linnea, we thank you because you contribute to Women's History Month through all the work you do. So you know uh, you said February thirty first, March thirty first. Oh, did I said February. Oh yeah, it's March first to uh, March first to March thirty first. So, yeah. All right, family, y'all doing good? It's Monday. It's Monday. It's Monday. All right. Well, the question of the day is: What is something you've experienced that has significantly changed your life? I'll start with you, Lania. Um. Hmm. I had two blood transfusions and and a major surgery that could have been avoided if 
the gynecologist I had at the time did her job. Oh, wow. Wow. I can but imagine. We're some years removed from that. That was 2000 and right, May of 2018. Mm. And I've never felt better. Awesome. I wish I didn't have to go through what I went through. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank God you're here and, and thriving. What about you, Chike? It's going to sound corny, but actually uh, joining the Stephen Knight show changed my life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you changed the show when you joined, so <laughs> that was the best thank decision you. we made, bringing you, <laughs> bringing you on. Uh, but thank you. For me, I would say moving to Atlanta. You know, I was from Richmond, Virginia, and moving here just gave me a lot more opportunities, allowed me to meet some amazing people, and even career-wise, it's been a great move for me, so. Tweet us at home. Let us know what's something that you've experienced that significantly changed your life. Stephen Knight Show, SHO. All right, everyone's talking about Chris Rock's uh, Oscar uh, Net, excuse me, Netflix special that aired Saturday night. Almost a year after Will Smith slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars, the comedian certainly didn't hold back as he addressed the infamous viral moment in his Netflix special, Selective Outrage, this past Saturday. Now, Rock, who be, uh, became the first person to perform a live stand-up comedy special on the streaming platform didn't disappoint uh, with his material while saving the best for last. For the final five minutes of the show, Rock went off on Smith and his wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, by calling out their entanglement with August Alsina, uh, which the couple went on to publicly address in an episode of the Red Table Talk. Will Smith practiced selective outrage. Uh, everybody that really knows I had nothing to do with this show. I didn't have any entanglements. Now, as previously reported in July 2020, Pinkett Smith uh, came forward and admitted to formally once a relationship, being in a relationship with August Alsina during the time when she and Smith were said to be having marital issues. Now, Rock was nowhere near done with his lineup of jokes aimed at the couple. And as he continued, We've all been cheated on. Everybody in the industry has been cheated on. None of us have ever interviewed by the person that cheated on us on television. None of us. Why the F would you do that? She hurt him way more than me, okay? Now, just months before Alcina spoke about having sharing a romance with Pinkett Smith, the I Am Legend actor had sat down for an interview with Gail King in March of 2020, claiming that he and his wife had never cheated on one another. He also um, asserted that wherever there was an issue in their household, they would talk about it. But we have never surprised one another with anything, ever. Interestingly enough, while it was initially reported that Rock was ignoring Smith after the Oscar debacle, uh, the Madagascar actor said that he tried to get in contact with Smith, but he didn't answer his calls. All right, so did you all uh, watch the special? And if you did, what were your thoughts? Did you think he went too hard? Did you think that um, he used his voice? Chike, what are your thoughts on this? <laughs> well, I mean, however he decided to come, it was his right to do whatever he wanted to do because they opened up that can of worms. And um, I, I thought that he spoke uh, very candidly from his point of view with his comedic flair about the situation. And um, it was a little harsh, but again, they opened up the can of worms. So he, I'm, I'm glad that he was quiet up until this point and he used it in his art and he delivered it the way that he did. 
I'm not mad at him. I saw a comedian saying that, you know, how singers, they will uh, let go of their emotions through music and their songs, even if they don't talk publicly about it. That's the same that comedians do. And so um, they, they weren't surprised that he, you know, he had the buildup of this because he did make reference of upsetting uh, rappers. I don't want, I don't need another ma rapper mad at me throughout the, the night, but it wasn't until the end where he addressed the Will Smith and that's where he ended. Linnea, what were your thoughts on it? Um, <laughs> so my boyfriend and I watched it and we specifically watched it to see what he was going to say. Mm -hmm. Um, and you can tell at the end of that, it was a build up. I don't know how many times he said the B word, <laughs> right? <laughs> it flew <laughs> very fluidly, <laughs> um, at the end of that, and it was just something in his face. Um, and when he was, you know, as he was delivering that said that I finally had a chance to do it in a way that I wanted to do as she could said. Yeah. Um, and that was just frustration. It looked like it was frustration being let go. It looked like it was a lot of stuff he was letting go at the end of that as he was firing off, um, because there was no lies detected right. <laughs> unintended mm. um in regards to you know his delivery and how and how he came off and ooh somebody was upset right i know it was a lot of conversation i know it was a red table talk going on in that house <laughs> after that special right. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, kudos to him for, for even just not allowing social media and everybody else to pressure him in regards to trying to talk to that man or trying to, you know, be all kumbaya. And like he said, he's like, I loved him. Yeah. I was rooting for him. Yeah. Um, so. He made the joke about, um, you know, now he watched uh, Emancipation just to see Will get um, beat. And he said he was on the master side. Beat him again, master. I think he missed the spot. Some people he got he got um mixed reactions. mixed reviews about that. What did you think about that? Either one of you. I I didn't see anything wrong with it because again, I think people are being too sensitive. It's art. He's it's a joke. Mm -hmm. He's making it funny. Um I'm sure that Chris Rock really didn't want to see a slave get whooped by a massa, right. but because of the context of the situation, it was a movie fantasy about uh, emancipation, about slavery, about whipping. It was fantasy. He was making a joke about the movie, which is a fantasy, which isn't real. He didn't really want to see slaves get beat. He wanted to see Will Smith get beat on screen. Mm-hmm. That's can, all. I just say, can I just say, why not look at it as he actually watched the movie? Right. Yeah, still supporting. And, and also, too, also too, I heard a lot of uh, backlash about him saying the B word and calling Jada a B a couple times. This man got hit in the face on national TV. He's entitled to be angry. He's entitled to yeah. say whatever it is he wants to say to uh, express himself. Yeah. Um. You can feel however you want to feel about that. But I know when I'm angry at someone, you're going to get called whatever I feel like I want to call you at that point in time right. because I'm emotional. And mm. I mean, other people have said way worse 
directly to both of them. Like he was he was venting outward. She right. wasn't there. She wasn't in that space. He was venting outward. But And he never once said her name. He never once said her name. I don't care. You can infer whatever, but he never once said her name. And when all that stuff started popping off, oh, it was a whole lot said, but you ain't go after nobody then. Wasn't right. nobody sensitive then. Actually, she, especially with this whole Oscar thing, she was the villain for a little while. Mhm. Mm mhm. Yeah. What did you think about the overall show? Because he talked a lot. He talked touched on a lot. He talked about Meghan Markle. He talked about the January six attacks. He talked about abortion. Um. He talked about uh selective outrage. You know, which is the title of the of the um of the concert. Um. Uh, he talked about a lot of things. What did you all think? Were there any like cringy kind of moments, or did you think it's a comedian at work? I mean, I like the title, yeah. and he's absolutely right. People yeah. have selective outrage. People will be outraged and jump on the wave and the trend and not even know what they jumping on the wave yeah. for. Yeah. Absolutely not even know. So I like the title itself. Um, everything else is fine, but I know what I came for. I came for that last part. Right. The only thing that kind of made me uncomfortable was when he's talking about abortion and talking about he thinks parents should have until the child is four to, to abort the child. Oh, my God. I'm not even going to start. Jay and I had a conversation about that because we were watching Law and Order. We're going to talk about that off air. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But overall, he I think he did a great job. Chicken, what were your thoughts? So, overall, um, I, I didn't really care for the whole thing. Yeah. Um, there were bits and pieces that made me chuckle a little bit, but the end part made me laugh out loud. Yeah. Um, so there was a lot of judgment placed on certain things like the Meghan Markle part. Um, you know, he, he, he jumped on her hard for, you know, her not understanding or not knowing, which <laughs> yes, he was right. in 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 a lot of ways, he was right about her not, she shouldn't have really been surprised. But if you look at things in the context in, in which they really happened in real life, um, the woman had to play to the cameras. She had to play her part. And so I look at it as she was playing her part, not necessarily that she was really surprised. Mm -hmm. um, the abortion part made me cringe a little bit. And I was home talking back to him on the screen because I want to bring up this one point. He compared... Michael Jackson to R. Kelly. Kelly. There was a big difference. One was convicted. The other one was never found guilty of anything. Mm -hmm. So if music is going to be played, it's going to be played for Michael Jackson. And people can feel however they want, but the man was never found guilty of anything. There was no charges brought against him. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. There's Jay, a difference. Jay knew as soon as he said that, he was like, oh, Lord. Because uh -huh. I, you know how I feel about Michael Jackson. <laughs> right. Like, that's one of the things, you know, like how I feel about Chris Brown, whatever. But, <laughs> like, hello? Ain't no charges over here. Right. With the court, ain't no charges. Whatever. But the whole, the, the, the abortion thing was a little cringe because it, it, I felt like it was some overkill. Yeah. I get it, but yeah. I felt like once you once you hit your, whatever your punchline was, you could have moved on. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, but it was it was somewhat overkill for that yeah. for that part. Um, and, and for and for me, um, I don't find, in my opinion, I don't find Chris Rock to be consistent with his funny, and this performance was consistent with him not being consistent. Yeah, I will say it's this: not, not cackling funny, not it's like <laughs> right, oh, right, uh, all right. And he screams too much to del- make his delivery. He yells too much. Mm-hmm. I will say some more has a comedy show that's on Netflix. I watched it afterwards. I was cackling, laughing at her. She is hilarious <laughs> to me. I mean, I was telling a friend about some of the jokes she made. She was, she, she hit the mark. She definitely hit the mark. Mm. All, right. all right. Well, legendary uh, song sure Shaka Khan is coming for all the girls. They're saying Shaka Khan shaded the hell out of her rumored frenemy, Mary J. Blige, and also shaded Mariah Carey and even Adele after Rolling Stone ranked her number 29 on their list of 200 best singers of all time. Calling out the publication and the editors, she said they need hearing aids. They must be the children of Helen Keller. Now, while appearing on Los Angeles Magazine podcast, The Originals, the 69-year-old icon shared her grievances about the publication's 200 singers list. After finding out that Adele was ranked higher than her, Shaq Khan said, okay, I quit. Uh, when she learned Mariah Carey was ranked five, she quipped, that must be a payola or some shit like that. Uh, she also said that she doesn't mess with Mariah. Then when she heard that her longtime rumored friend of me, Mary J. Blige, uh, was also ranked ahead of her, Shaka lost it. She slammed editors and said, these bitches are blind as a mother bat. They need hearing aids. They don't have hearing aids. They have no eyes. They have no ears. They uh, must have their A's. These bitches, you know what? I don't know. These must be the children of Helen Keller. Shaka also addressed some of the older 1990s tea and how she used to introduce the song Sweet Thing, uh, sang by uh, Rufus, Rufus um, introduced by her back in 1975 as the song Marriage of Blige F'd Up. Uh, she admitted that she did refer to the song as such, but she also told Mary J. Blige to her face that she messed up the song, explaining that I told her she was flat. Um, as mentioned, Shaka and Mary have had a love-hate relationship, despite Shaka claiming the two are cool in the podcast interview. For decades, the two would go tit for tat, but in recent times, they have apparently decided to put all the previous spats behind them. Things are really noticeable in 1992 when Mary released the cover sweet thing. Fast forward to 2007, the two songs songstresses i had let bygones be bygone and they uh record the song disrespectful together now shaka did release a statement today on instagram apologizing to anyone she offended she said that was not her intention and that she um that um singing is a talent and not a competition and that she's always wanted to encourage and lift people up and for that, she apologized. She thanked all her supporters throughout all the years. But this apology comes a week after the interview was aired. Uh, Lania, is it best sometimes just keep your mouth closed or speak, say it like it is? If you're going to say it how it is, please stand on it. Yeah. Don't backtrack. Yeah. And if you're going to backtrack, that means somebody got in your ear and you was feeling some fire from somewhere. But I would rather you stand on it with how you feel, you know, because let's keep it all the way home. We have conversations, especially about 
you know, today's music sometimes and and how it doesn't hit how it used to. Right. But these these artists, you know, they are put on certain levels and they really shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Let's keep it all the way funky and they really shouldn't be. If we're talking about, you know, the voice, the cadence, the style, you know what I mean, the arrangements, you know, most artists today do not tap into all of that. They have some serious, serious, serious studio help. Yeah. Um, dancing live work for hip hop dibbity dang. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I'm not mad at her. If that's how she feels, I I want somebody to stand on what they say instead of backtracking and then issuing an apology because you don't want to offend nobody. No, I said what I said. If it doesn't apply to you, then why why feel some type of way if it doesn't apply to you? If yeah. it doesn't apply, let it fly. Right. Uh, Chike, what are your thoughts on, on her comments and then apology? Miss Khan has been through the fire, to the limit, and to the wall. She's a diva. She can say whatever it is that she wants to say. What is it about people that you can't have your opinion anymore? I'm entitled to think and say whatever the hell I want to think and say. It's my opinion. How you feel about it is none of my business, honestly. Um, for her years of experience and her years in the industry and from her musicality, she would not be the person that she is today if she did not have a discerning ear when it came to music. I don't think that she was speaking when she made the first statement. I don't think that she was speaking out of maliciousness because I actually heard the soundbite and heard her voice. She was being very matter of factly. She was yeah. being very frank. And she, like she said, I told Mary to her face. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe that she did because from people that I know that know Chaka says that she's very direct and in your face, like she doesn't hold back anything. Yeah. So, um, I believe the first statement, and like Lania said, um, if that's your opinion, stand on it. If mm. that's what you believe in, stand on it. Um, I, and she also said something about she took the bait by feeding into the whole ranking system. She said she she said that she probably shouldn't even weigh in on it because the whole ranking system was stupid nope. in the first place. Nope. Yeah. Is it then we talk about this when it comes to these award shows? Who is doing this ranking? Mm-hmm. Listen, when 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 Miss Aretha Franklin, the queen, she used to say stuff about people. Nobody jumped on her. She yeah. used to say stuff all the time. And then what did, yeah. she, what did she say about Taylor Swift? They they, they asked gowns. her about her music, or she said, Beautiful "Oh, she gowns. wears nice gowns." Yeah, mm-hmm. nice gowns. Because mm-hmm. you're still trying to figure out. How did you get to where you are? I I couldn't tell you not one Taylor Swift song, <laughs> and I like listening to everything. Yeah, can tell you one. Yeah. Can tell you not one at all. Let's <laughs> we'll take a quick break. Come back with more hot topics right after this. We're talking about CC Wine and talking about why she decided not to be in the "I'm Every Woman" video of Whitney Houston. And then remember that police officer who got fired for uh, the sexual allegations misconduct she's speaking out right back after this
Why you act the way you do? Don't wanna talk to me Just walking away from me Like I didn't say nothing Like I didn't say nothing I know we had our ups and downs But I wanna make this work Make it work Hey, this is Joy Star. You're listening to the Stephen Knight Show. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. We remind you all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course, our official website, thestephenknightshow.com. If you'd rather watch, it's going on our YouTube channel, Stephen Knight Show. All right, a resurfaced video clip of CeCe Winings explaining why she declined to appear in the late Whitney Houston's music video for I'm Every Woman is now making rounds on social media. A Twitter user by the handle, handle uh, a legend of Nippy, shared a tweet on February 28th. The tweet contained a two-minute video of Winings explaining why she declined to appear in Houston's music video from Every Woman and has since received over 1.4 million views. She said, when you aim to please God, there are a lot of offers that come your way I don't even have to think about. Uh, Winings explained, then when uh, went to reference... Um, Whitney Houston as one of her dearest friends and whose fame made her realize she really didn't want to be famous. She said, I remember she was about to do one of her big videos. It was I'm Every Woman. It was a great video. When you think about how it's written, it's a great song, but the lyrics don't line up with the word of God. Winans went on to explain that Houston wanted her to be in the video, but she knew Winans would decline because it starts off with, I can cast, I could cast a spell. She, I'm not saying saying that. But notice how the message was all wrapped up in a beat. Y'all get so hooked onto these beats and it's demonic. You're listening to demonic stuff and you wonder why you don't know what's going on. You can't listen and look at everything. Why does recall later appearing in another video of Houston's late, um, the song, um, Count On Me, uh, that they duet together. She said, but then she called me back for Count On Me. And I was like, this is great. Friendship. This is going to work because it lines up with my faith. Now, the full video is dated from November 2021 when she appeared at the Highlands uh, College Chapel to speak to their in-residence program. So there were some mixed reviews uh, when I was reading the comments online. Some people were, were saying that it's, it's you know, it's her faith and, you know, she lives by the book, you know, the Bible, uh, and this is how she's always been. Some people um, said that Christians pick and choose what they want to support, what they want to support. And then some people were saying, why would she be telling this story after Whitney's not here to defend herself? If you're calling her your very close friend, sister friend. So Chike, what are your thoughts on uh, her comments? Well, I don't necessarily know that it's a situation where Whitney would have to defend herself. I don't think that it was something that it was an attack. I don't think it was an attack. She pretty much stated why she didn't want to be in the video because of her values. I mean, she is a gospel artist. She comes from a, um, 
a holy and sanctified family. Um, half the family are preachers, you know, are, are people of the cloth. So I'm not surprised at that. I mean, from my opinion, uh, throughout her career, she's been very staunch on the, the type of art that she wants to do to the point where you remember BB and Cece used to be an act together to the point where she was so staunch that BB and Cece were no more. So it even is in within her family, not just her friends or associates. So, I mean, she's consistent. I, I, I don't see anything wrong with that. Mm -hmm. So the key word in this is resurface. This is from something that happened a few years back. Mm -hmm. It's nothing new. This already happened. What happened is Somebody who ain't got nothing to do brought it back. So obviously now they put you in a position for this to go viral, um, to stir up some old dirt. And I don't even know if I want to call it dirt, just to bring up something just old for what? I mean, that's her choice. And yes, you know, when it comes to the religious part, people tend to pick and choose, but um like Chike said, she has been consistent on what she decides to do and not do. And even as an artist in general, you get to a point to where you don't just take anything anymore. Um, some people start like when you're hungry, especially when you're an actor and you're like you're at the beginning of it, like I'm just gonna take everything so I can work. But as you continue to grow in your craft and you learn, um, you're like, there are certain things that I have to say no to period um so she's entitled to she did nothing wrong she didn't say she had an issue with whitney she had an issue with the song and she's not a part of that um secular you know type of like some of the gospel artists who have you know decided to kind of merge in those worlds and live in both worlds she's never been a part of that but she did another song with her. So it wasn't like, oh, I got a problem with you. I ain't working with you at all. I'm just not doing this part. Holler at me when you got something else that fits under what I'm doing. It's nothing wrong with that. I agree. I think people, some people already looked out at the church. Um, and so when you have someone of faith speaking out about something, excuse me, excuse me, speaking out about something, it's just like, you know, it's always like, icing on the cake because they already feel the way they feel. Um, and then, but I will say something funny. Someone posted Yolanda Adams singing I'm Every Woman at a Tribute. It's a lot about this check. <laughs> oh, sorry about the pollen uh, allergies. But yeah, I think, listen, if you're saying you're a person of faith and this is what you believe in, you're supposed to stand on what you believe. So, I love CC Wannis. All right. So the Tennessee police officer Megan Hall was claiming she is victim. She was a victim of alleged sexual misconduct that got her fired. Hall has broken her silence after news broke of a sex scandal involving multiple uh, fellow cops within her department, and says that she was sexually groomed by her superiors. Speaking publicly for the first time, Megan Hall told WTVF that she repeatedly attempted to warp the sexual advances of Sergeant Lewis Powell at the Laverne, Laverne Police um, Department, excuse me, but added that he wouldn't take no for an answer. Uh, she she said he gave, he, she gave into the pleasure of after being sexually groomed by fellow male officers. 
she is married um, and said that the affair with Sergeant Powell eventually led to a sexual relationship with five other cops after she gave in to the pressure. I know what most people are saying, Hall told Outlet, you know, you know, you could have said no, I get it. But my uh, response to them is I'd say no, and he wouldn't take no for an answer. Eventually, I gave in to the pressure. Last Monday, Hall filed a federal civil rights lawsuit against the department and several members of its top brass uh, with Hall claiming that she was sexually groomed. The 26-year-old blamed the workplace on her troubled trouble marriage and added that she was specifically targeted by the department's second shift of which she worked, which was otherwise a male all-male unit. She said the department described the environment as family when she was interviewing for the job, but when it came down to it, they were, they were not protecting her. She said, when I interviewed for the position, they described the environment as a family. However, while I was aspiring to protect my community, the department wasn't protecting me. She and four of the officers have since been fired, including Police Chief uh, Burrell Chip Davis, uh, who is accused of contributing to sexual harassment, while two others were suspended over the raunchy sex scandal. Hall went on to accuse her supervisors of working together to take advantage of my vulnerabilities and mental health. My supervisors worked together to take advantage of my vulnerability and my mental health, They uh, and they used it for their gain and sexual uh, favor. Chike, your thoughts. So Chris Rock talked about this on the special, Becoming a Victim. If you are feeling some type of way at work and you're feeling uncomfortable, you, what the process is you should go to someone to seek help human resource you can even get a lawyer um you don't go to pool parties you don't hop from one co-worker to the next co-worker to the next co-worker to the next co-worker to the next co-worker um and to their spouse point, and their spouse because the report that she was having sex with married couples you're, you're just pushing my point so at what point in time did you decide that you were a victim? When you got fired? Well, no, no, because they were fired a while ago. <laughs> so is it when you got fired and the money ran out? It's, it's hard to pay your bills now? Or you realizing when your face shows up in places, you're the joke because you're everywhere now. You're known as the easy cop or you know, another word I could use, lady. You know, your reputation is shot. Everyone knows what you look like. Everyone knows what you did. And you did it with many people. You must have got a hold of a lawyer and they're looking for a payday. And they spun it in a PR way to try to see if they can get a little something out of it. The next step is she's going to try to sue. I'm sure she's going to try to sue because she's the victim and uh, see where it's going to go. But your behavior doesn't really speak to you being a victim. It speaks to I'm a good time girl. That's what it speaks to. We like to party. Lania, so right. uh, the uh, department, they didn't comment because it's a it's ongoing litigation. 
But her attorney said that she wasn't looked at as a rookie cop to be trained and promoted. She was looked at as a piece of meat to be sexualized and exploited. What are your thoughts as a woman? When you first started reading the story, I instantly thought, was this a big old orgy going on? That's what I instantly thought. And then you kept reading. And then you said he had sex with multiple. Yeah. I was trying to figure out you don't just you don't just fall on no stick. Right. <laughs> and and no stick just falls up in you. Um and she decided to I'm, I'm just stuck on decided to break her silence mm -hmm. um I, I don't feel sorry for her i feel sorry for her husband who's sticking staying by staying by her and not necessarily feel sorry for him if they have children and i had to go look and see what she looked like i'm not even gonna go there <laughs> i did google while y'all was talking about it i had i had to i had to I'm not gonna say what this look. I'm gonna say what it looked like when the picture that come up on Google. You know when 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 you go look at the porn and hold, they got a cover. Hold on, Lania. Hold on, hold on. Cabbage patch. That's all I can think about is a cabbage patch kid. <laughs> well, I was about to say when you go to the porno store and you see the porno DVD and it'd be like gangbang 625 with one girl in the middle and a whole bunch of black dudes around her. I'm just like, hmm. And then you, and then I'm, when you look at the pictures of them together, she doesn't look like she's uncomfortable. She doesn't look like she's having, you know, any kind of difficulty. She looks like she's part of the crew. She ready for break time. She ready for break time. If you're at work, right? If I'm at work and I'm having difficulty with my coworkers, the last thing I want to do is go out and get a beer with your ass. Mm. I'm going home. Yeah. I don't even want to talk to you. Yeah. Let alone go to a pool party, go to bars afterwards, and let alone an orgy. Y'all know I don't even like my job. <laughs> what I look like? Yeah, let me go. I mean, unless it's during Christmas time and they giving us them gift cards that they right. give us. That's 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 not cheek ain't no day. That's a side point. <laughs> but I'm like, you couldn't, you couldn't say no. It's just like it was like this, and they didn't close. They stayed open all night long. She said mm. they told they were family. They were definitely a family. Oh, they was family. They was family. Should have been close. You're right. <laughs> It was making a whole lot of deposits. Exactly. We're going to see where this case goes. Melinda, well, thank you as always for a wonderful hot topic. Chica, I'll see you in movie views. When we come back, Grammy-nominated siblings, The Walls Group, right back after this. Corey
so raw, so sweet Stay fly, low key I need love, that's all about me Going through the motion Just to keep a smile on your face Baby, just be honest Who you gonna find to take my place? All is good, so lovely No need to hate, don't let it go to waste If you treat me like I treat you I'm cooking you some breakfast Tell me, tell me. 
Miss Robbie from Welcome to Sweetie Pies, and you're listening to the Stephen Knight Show. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Our next guest is Stella Award winning, Grammy nominated siblings, the Walls Group, which consider which many consider uh, this generation's most culturally relevant gospel group. They recently released their latest singles, I Need You and So Into You, from their Third studio album, Four Walls, going to be released February 24th. Please help me welcome the Walls group. Welcome to the show. It's good to be here. Yo. And fourth. Hey. I said, and fourth studio album. It's the oh, senior album, baby. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. 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 Yeah, okay. Yo, give me all credit, because I was telling you all before we started that I've been a fan since the YouTube days when y'all were posting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can hear your family in the background singing along. Your mom, she sings. Yeah. <laughs> when you look back at a decade ago and where you all, what you've accomplished, sports albums, you know, all the accolades, how does it feel for you all personally like, as a group, as a siblings? I mean, uh, it feels like a long time. <laughs> I think we all feel like older than what we are, you know, being and having our start as kids. Yeah. Um, I think there are a lot of ways to feel, but I think we feel accomplished. You know, we feel good to have been able to do this for so long, um, yeah. be consistent, you know, with all the hurdles and the things that have kind of been thrown against us. I think that, I think we all would say we've come out better because of it and against all odds. So I think that we feel proud to be able to still say that we're standing for kingdom music, we're standing for the kingdom of God, you know, no matter what. So I'm I'm proud, (laughs) I'm proud. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, um, we live in in a world where we have feedback from social media, everything, but you all have stayed consistent in presenting this great God music. I call it God music. Um, how do you deal with all the the feedback, positive or negative? Um, I think that we just are 
four people moving to the rhythm that God gave us individually. So, you know, we've mastered, you know, focusing in on that and not really the wave that it creates because, you know, we're not in it for the waves and, and, and roughing the waters. We just, you know, we here, to, you know, God placed us in the water. Right. And so where he makes you source or teacher, um, you teach. And you learn from you learn from that audience as well. You learn from the you learn from the creation. You learn from what is generated. But we've learned not to let it affect us internally because God is our mission. God is our He's our yeah. I sense that He didn't told us what to do. So it's like you know, as young people, we were so we were kind of focused and caught up. We you know we start reading you know reacting you know even today sometimes some somebody might say might get the wrong look or the wrong reaction out of somebody, but for the most part, just to master and maintain peace of mind, we got to comments off. Like, we ain't even worried about that. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, um, you all just continue to make great music. I mean, since I remember just following you all for so long, that's something consistent. Now, you all done individual things, um, projects, you know, outside of the group. What brings the the Walls group back together each time? Not that you ever broke up, but, you know, outside of the the uh, <laughs> the other projects. Um, this is foundation. This is home. So yeah. if, if not for this foundation, I don't think we would have been able to do anything else like that. Mm-hmm. So the reality is, is that... Um, we're always going to come back to what what started it right. and make sure that it is also it is always, you know, taken care of before we go do what we got to do. So I think that's really what it is. And plus, there's nothing like singing with people who can sing. So and that's all of y'all. <laughs> so that's a, that's a pretty big thing because you realize that, you know, well, people really can't, people really can't sing. Oh, I didn't know that because I mean, so I know we like, oh, this is easy. We'd be like, hey, and be like, hey, like it's nothing. But it, you do that somewhere else, they'd be like, well, I don't know my, what's my part? Oh, right. Okay, well, well all right. <laughs> so it's always fun to come on back home and do it with the people who well, you know. You know, there's a singer. It's easy to do with. Other singers. <laughs> and I know y'all from Houston. I'm actually coming to Houston uh, next month, which I've been plenty of times. I love Houston. How do you think uh, Houston? inspired you all sound and and the way that you all create music it's my mama i'm sorry you know well really both of our both of our all of our parents um they are musical people yeah. um and we were raised in every kind of church you can imagine in houston um right. <laughs> we're not a national officially but we would my mom would drag us to every choir rehearsal she had and so she really is like you know and I can just say she's the sound that you hear I feel like as the foundation of the wall group yeah. um Daryl grew up mimicking her first studying her first and um we all have a different way and texture that we sound sonically, but for the most part, she taught us basically everything that we knew. And for me, I was a special case because I did not, I wasn't born with it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And maybe I was born with it, but it took a while to cultivate it. And my mom is like fast, fast, fast. And she used to tell us, I don't do mediocrity. Like I don't do that. 
you know, she comes from being very learned in the musical space. She went to HSPBA, which is the High School for Performing Arts. Okay. So she's a teacher first. Right. And so, you know, you had to get it. You know what I'm saying? I knew quickly and I very quickly learned like I have to get it. So, I mean, I did a lot of studying on my own, but for the most part, yeah, her and my dad were the musical foundation that we had. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. We have these YouTube nights where we'll just have, you know, watch different singers on YouTube. And there was a clip years ago, you all were performing, riffing over you all, audience. <laughs> and it all stopped. I was like, I am all. Mom will say. Uh huh. That's her. That's what she does. Uh -huh. And she'll be in the audience like, <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, that's her. Oh, yeah, definitely talented, talented parents. Let's talk about the new music. So crazy. First of all, love it. Love it. What was the inspiration behind crazy? Um, so crazy came from. It was fun. This whole album was fun. Let yeah. me just say that first. We yeah. did everything that came from this record was just all out of being fun. We didn't have a plan. We didn't have like this is what we're gonna do. This is the. It was just like let's just have fun and go there all the way there and put Warren says put the cookie jar at the at the top of the refrigerator so nobody can get it. Like that's the point. Um, and we did that. So when Crazy was done, Warren was playing something on bass. He was playing on the guitar and he was he was was good. He created the track. And then when we got in there, us and Eric Dawkins sat there and we wrote that we wrote that joint. And um it just became crazy. Yeah. And and that's literally beat, what it began. When that beat hits, you are you get there. Okay. I, I, mm -hmm. I see where we're going here. It's really great. Yeah. And I I need you now, which you just released a um live version performance of that. Tell us about that song. Uh, same thing. We were recording a whole entire, we were recording other, and it was like a, a joke at first. Like every time we would break from recording something, one of us would be screaming, Lord, I, and everybody falling, yeah. Lord, I need you. And then we were like, we need to, we need to do it. So we actually sat down um, and wrote it with Warren. And then um, maybe we wrote that in 2019. Okay. And it was already done. Okay. And then last year, when we were just kind of making sure everything was done, um, Warren was like, it needs a bridge. So uh, us and Eric, we sat down and we wrote we wrote the bridge out and then it became what it is today. But yeah. love the song because it's, yeah. it's one of those songs that we get a chance to hear us actually like sing you hear and the connect. Vocals. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. You hear the vocals on, the, on that song. And then the last Friday release, so went to you. I mean, y'all are dropping, dropping them now. Tell us about this single. That's the swag, man. That's yeah. for Houston. You know, we <laughs> we we came out the church house, but we we from Houston, man. And right. We got a certain Houston people got a certain swag, and so you got you got zero, you got Trade the Truth, you got Bum B, you got Slim Thug, UGK, yeah. you got Sauce Walker, you got all these people out in Houston that just got this personality. They have this way that they carry their music southern twang yeah. and so and it's bounce you know houston has a certain type of bounce to the music and so i love that when warren produces he caters to his west coast for sure mm -hmm. but he also caters to our sound and where we come from as well yeah. so he threw that joint on and me and aja we the we the urban connection to the group oh yeah you know, aja, 
so uh you oh, know yeah. he started throwing the hip-hop on we in the room and so oh, yeah. he was like that's y'all come outside <laughs> yeah that's when we come outside you know y'all can have a ccm i'm gonna go take a nap and i'll come back when y'all tell me what to say yeah. But oh. when it comes to the hip hop, I'm in the first, I'm in the captain's seat. I'm sitting right there. What you need? Yeah, I got yeah. it. I'll start the verse. Okay. So that's how I did. We was in there playing around with it. And uh, he was like, um, we just, I, I think that we we are all, we write from a place of understanding who God is, but understanding of what it is to make mainstream music. Mm -hmm. So we try to fit message into repeatability as well. So. Yeah. We we like okay, so what is gonna get the people going? And we right. like, it's something that they can repeat and remember, but it's something fruitful and something that'll feed them exactly. that they can remember and repeat. And so yeah. you know, we just got a bunch of a lot of our songs are verse, 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 and repeat, and you get to the hook, and it got you right there because one. you know yeah. statement. We are uh, like statement hooks. A lot of our songs are statements. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. I get you. I get you. And what do you feel? Because, you know, they're, throughout time, I think since Mary Mary has been out, there have been critics of um, different types of gospel music. You know, it's too hip hop, it's too whatever. Um, I saw a recent interview with Bobby Jones, and he was saying that when that new wave came out, he didn't understand it, but he, he realized that it's about the message, not whatever, you know, the, the genre. How do you all feel about that criticism or, or the acceptance of creating music, gospel music, you know, is something we can dance to, something we can, you know, kind of bounce to? What's your reaction to that? Um, I believe that if you're a minister, that you're called to the unchurched, whether you like it or not. If we were all just called to be in our cushy pews mm -hmm. and behind the pulpit mm -hmm. all the time, who could we reach on the outside? You know what I'm saying? The yeah. dude on the street with the eight-track needs to hear about Jesus just as much as uh, Mama Jones at church every Sunday mm -hmm. and shouting down the, the, the aisle. So right. I honestly feel like Ty Tribbett is who started it for us with the yeah. I want it all back. You didn't see that, you know what I'm saying, in church. Yeah, you didn't, and we were, we grew up on the stomp and the Kirk Franklin being played in clubs. Right. If we want to be honest, a lot of people wouldn't be saved today without a Kirk Franklin, without a Ty Tribute. Not that the Lord needs us, but the fact that we are co-laborers with him for the salvation of his people, it's not by happenstance and it's not an accident. So when people critique, I literally just made a meme about this the other day because I'm seeing it already. Like, y'all just got a hip hop out trying to throw Jesus on it. Well, yeah, that's how it's supposed to be. Right. I want to take whatever we can and throw Jesus on it because people are watching hip hop. But if they can groove to it and their spirit is moved at the same time, we're not just feeding people's ego. We're not just feeding people's lust for a groovy beat, but we're feeding people's unsatiable desire to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And yeah. once we put that scripture on there, once we put that Holy Spirit on there, how you, however you feel about that, honestly, ultimately, it doesn't matter. Because your tradition doesn't say, but the word does. Amen. The, the truth does, you know? So ultimately, I'm learning to either engage in conversations that will push the church toward um, continued reform, or I'm just ignoring the negative comments, period. Absolutely, absolutely. And we hear so much about the church, you know, um, uh, there, you know, people are turned off a lot of times church based on some of the leaders. And um, you all's music, 
I believe brings people back to that. What, what do you say to people who, who are, have a negative um, feeling behind the church, but still love the word, love the gospel? What, do you, what is your message to those type of people? Um, I, here's the thing, because I might be one of those people, but the, um, the reality is, is that when it comes to church, people have to understand that, um, church is not God. Yeah. Church is people. Mm -hmm. And people are human Mm -hmm. and they are flawed. So even though we're supposed to be as the church representation of Christ, we are not Christ. Right. When someone represents you, they're literally giving people their version of you, Mm -hmm. not necessarily fully who you really are. Right. So um, I think once people start to realize that church and God are not the same thing, he's married to it, but he's not, they're not the same. Absolutely. Um, and that people are the church. I think everybody will start to be like, you know what? I got a little bit more grace and a little mm-hmm. bit more compassion mm-hmm. for them because y'all not God. But I thank you for, you know, taking up the the cross to be like, you know what? Hey, we we believe Jesus and we need a place because we need us, we need community, we need assembly, we need all of those things. Absolutely. But the right community matters the right assembly matters. Um, And you might not like the church you grew up in, Mm -hmm. or you might not like the church that you experienced years ago or two years ago or a year ago, whatever. You might have had a bad experience, but everybody in every place is not the same. There is a place for you. Mm -hmm. And it is your job not to take take on every traumatic experience as trauma and then blame everybody for it. That's like trying to go on dates and say all men are terrible exactly. or all women are terrible. So I will never date again. I will never get in a relationship when the reality is, is that it's not what you truly desire. You truly desire to be in a relationship and you truly desire to be a part of a church. So right. find one, continue to date and find one that is for you while still developing your own relationship with Christ and enjoying and, and worship and all that good stuff, but still finding and let him lead you. That's the point of the relationship to the place that you're supposed to be in this season, in this this place in your life. Absolutely. Well said. Well said. Well said. Well, switching gears a little bit. You so you are working, uh, well, you're signed with my block, um, with Warren Campbell, and who is legendary. We all know, you know, his sister was on our show before. Um, how's it like working with him? And and uh, do you feel that freedom to be who you all are as artists? I would say definitely. Yeah. yeah, I would definitely say yeah, because Warren, uh, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but he's a pastor um, at Cali Worship Center. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I love about the t- all the conversations that we've had and continue to have is that um, he's not afraid of real people. He's not afraid to work with real people. And a lot of times I think that we got so caught up in industry and so did the people around us that we were kind of ostracized in the space where we were supposed to be welcomed. Right. And he was somebody who stepped out and said, I have a faith in God that he can use everything. Mm-hmm. And as he's using it and for a testimony, we can take that testimony and turn it into music that in turn turns more people to Christ. So 
when we have these conversations uh, with him, you know, when we started working on this album, he gave us the freedom to say, what do y'all want this album to be? The actually the concept of the album came up because of a suggestion Rhea gave me. She was like, we all, you know, have our own testimonies, our own things to say. We all actually have our own singles on this album, our own individual songs. Okay. So it, the concept came from her and he takes our ideas um, and he listens and then gives us a skeleton, if you will, and says, well, how does this work? And how can you add a little bit of meat and a little bit of skin mm -hmm. and some eyes and ears onto this? Yeah. And it's a true collaborative effort, you know? And I definitely appreciate the creative freedom. Because we don't dim him and he doesn't dim us, but I think that we come together and we make up a super team. Absolutely. And you hear that a lot about him. So it's great that they have that marriage of the Walls group and Warren Campbell. So the album for Walls coming up February 24th. We've heard the, the three singles. We love them. What else? Well, you, she did. She just said we all have four individual songs on the record that are ours and then also we have um two three actually three features that people were probably going to be like whoa and i know if you've already pre-ordered pre-saved which you should have but if you haven't yeah. fine it's out now so we got stevie wonder and and um teddy riley and um the original guitar player for Michael Jackson. So there's a lot of stuff going on on this yeah. record that we're excited about that people get a chance to hear. Um, and um, yeah, we're excited. Listen, I I have nothing but wonderful things to say about you all. You all continue to hit the mark every time. And I'm so excited about this album, your fourth studio album. <laughs> uh, for, well, listen, our thanks goes out to the Walls Group for joining us tonight. You can buy their singles. I need you and so into you. Uh, and crazy and wherever you buy your music the new album four walls will be out february 24th want to thank you again for more information go to our website thestephenightshow.com and we will be right back after this yeah just that soulful shit i be talking about bro facts pa dre what up let's get to it look I'm out west yelling Jersey like I'm close to home. Was on the block like Moses. This ain't Post Malone. We quoting poems that we never had to plagiarize. Step into Goliath till I bring him down to David's size. A shaking fries, a complimented if you talking beef. Penny per thought is even less when your talk is cheap. These subtleties are befuddled. Nigga, walk with me. Even when I got the pen sealed, they won't sharpen me. They telling tales like these shits are really cautionary. The flow water, but really. I be off you fairies, nothing's arbitrary I put that on my mama's soul I'm a man before my sisters play my mama's role And I'm the cold, so don't stress where that diamond is Watching me maneuver like I'm a strong with the Heimlich is King of my city if you ask, but they saying them The man trying to give me the keys that I gave to him I played it with and told Lee I'm talking honest Plus I got a few bucks like I'm middle 10 and Giannis the road was turbulent, I know to be a little bumpy. I ain't Johnson, but this rap shit got me living comfy. I get it monthly, like what you in the sentence with? Rap niggas is goofy, they always on some friendly shit. But turn your back and like honor, yeah, they been a dick. Fuck them though, let's appreciate this penmanship. Let's appreciate this penmanship. Yeah. Talk to him. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. 
One time for all of the soldiers who never folded and did what they were supposed to do. It's only a chosen few that I can show devotion to. It's hard not getting emotional, cause you stayed solid despite everything you was going through. Was the definition to show and prove. Can't believe you're gone, but I know it's true. So I sing your song in a vocal booth. I wanna be close to you, so I pour out some liquor in the cracks of the concrete where the roses bloom. You was my ace since the playground. Dreamt of running this rap shit, giving the industry a shakedown. Standing at your grave mound, feeling guilty cause shit's starting to shake now. This ain't at all I was supposed to play out. Just know your memory is well protected. Really aggressive, but when it comes to the similes, I'm well respected. Pouring my soul through a pencil tip. If you listening, then I hope you appreciating the penmanship. Yeah. soul through a pencil tip if you listening then i hope you appreciating the penmanship pc what up let's appreciate this penmanship few cigarettes i have left to manage my stress Alcohol for my breath that burns through my chest And these Percocets I invest to handle my, handle my Reasons why I normally don't Now I usually do, usually do Pull up another one, usually two With a Lucy two Until I find myself all by myself Trying to smoke and bite it to me Now I got a bitch rubbing on a tits Let her go down Bliss with a heavy wrist Let me top with a top bliss What you sipping on? Let me get down I'm living my life like I'm on top five Billboard on the charts with a hot ride Yeah, everybody listens to the top now Shorty, you missed out Shorty, you missed out I used to get this and now I kick a bitch out like, No, I don't I don't need you Do enough till I never have to feel you Johnny 
Hey guys, this is Kimmy from Love and Marriage Huntsville, and I'm here on the See the Night Show. Welcome back to the Stephen Night Show. Adam, how's the weather in D.C.? The weather is good in the day and then cold at night. Same it's, here. Uh, yeah, I'm ready for it just to be good all day and night. This pollen is kicking my butt, but yeah, you know. Oh, well, we haven't had that yet, thankfully. we've It's not been uh, too bad up here yet. Yeah. Anyway, well, I'll let you all take away a movie views. Sure thing. So... I uh, finally went to a movie theater as of late to see a movie I talked about last week. So I feel like I'm doing good. I'm on track. But I went to go see Operation Fortune, Ruse de Gur. And this is the latest Guy Ritchie film, a spy action film, uh, kind of along the vein of his usual fare. But it stars uh, Jason Statham, Aubrey Plaza, Josh Harnett, Hartnett, who I haven't seen in probably 20 years on on film, uh, Hugh Grant, and a few other people. And it follows the story of a, of course, a missing package that turns out to be some kind of important device that can change the world for the worst. And Jason Statham plays, uh, um, the character's name is Fortune. I can't remember the last name, but uh, he's he's kind of the head of this uh, action operation that's going to go in and find the device and get it before anyone else can, which involves him and Aubrey Plaza as his partner and um, a few others to kind of uh, infiltrate Hugh Grant, who plays this arms dealer that um, billionaire arms dealer that's really a big fan of Josh Hartnett, who is an actor in the film that has done a lot of action movies. So they're, they're bringing him in to kind of be the uh, bait while they figure out what's going on and trying to track things down and get to the device. So without spoiling too much, uh, it, was, it was really good. I enjoyed it. I, you know, I've said this before. I like most Guy Ritchie movies. I'll go see them, good or bad. Uh, this one doesn't break any ground. It's nothing special, but you know, you know what you're getting into: some fun action scenes, some good uh, comedy, and just a uh, like an all around good time at the theater. So, highly recommend if you're looking for something that's not too serious and nothing too over the top. Um, and that's all I was able to catch. You know, I'm still watching Last of Us. Of course, another great episode this week. It'll be uh, interesting. And I don't know if there's nine or ten episodes. I assume ten, the usual style. But uh, it'll be good to see how, you know, the season finishes up. Uh, yeah. And then Abbott Elementary, of course, every week. I look forward to watching that. I actually thought about you last night with Last of Us. Because I, I, I actually, like, when the apex of the episode, I was like, this is never a dull moment with this show. This is what all shows should be like on television. Like they should deliver the goods every single episode. I swear, this is one of the best shows on TV. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it, you're right. Every episode does not disappoint. There's no letdowns. Um, yeah, it's been great. Yeah. Anytime you can make me have a physical reaction to what's going on in the storyline, you're doing. You're in a good place. Mm-hmm. Um. And I just realized that, and I, and I didn't realize it until last night, that is the young lady from Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't yep. realize it the last until, season, I think. She was much younger then, though, but, you know, didn't know. Yep. So, 
Um, Last of Us, I saw that, and I finally saw House Party. Um, it was pretty interesting. I swear, was it not a celebrity that was not in that movie? <laughs> you have Jacob Lattimore, you have Kid Cudi, you have Big Sean, you have LeBron James, you have Maya. It was just so many people in that movie. Um, it, it was just like, even if it, like Little Wayne was in it, it was just like a walk-on part. But it was just a lot of stars in that movie. And it was funny as hell. I liked the premise. And in the beginning, I couldn't understand the um, the title, House Party, because we've had so many house parties. But I believe that they're starting the franchise over with the younger demographic. Because, uh, I don't know, spoiler alert, in case you didn't see it, there was a, uh, you know, a scene in the party, it was a dance scene, and it was reminiscent of Tisha Campbell and um, A.J. Johnson. And uh, they kind of, not necessarily replicated the exact same thing, but it was kind of sort of the same choreography. So it was kind of uh, a throwback. So it was kind of nice. Uh, and I hope they do continue. I hope they continue to make more. Uh, so I'm watching a new docuseries called Murder in Bighorn on Showtime. And it follows um, missing and murdered uh, women and Native American what is that? A Bighorn County in Montana. And so it's investigative reporting and it's told from the point of view from the Native Americans that live in Bighorn and their uh, journalists and uh, uh, lawmakers that are involved in trying to get justice for the women that are missing. And they don't know, some of them are turning up murdered, but some of them aren't turning up at all. And they believe that some of them have been victims of sex, tra sex trafficking. And the consensus is that the sex trafficking is high in that area because of geographically where it's located. It's so close to Canada. And then there's a major highway that runs right through the middle of the county. So it's easy access and, and for vehicles to come and go. And it's just a lot. And the laws there are different. Um, you have, it's just a lot. I, I suggest that you watch it if this is something that interests you, but it's things that we just don't know about certain parts of the country that we could never fathom that happens. So check it out. It's very educational. And I took a stab to watch that movie, Megan, with the, the AI doll. Yeah. It was pretty, I, I was like, I walked into it with a thumbs down attitude, like, I'm not going to like this, but I found it to be very funny. Okay. And, and I'm sure they probably didn't mean for it to be a comedy <laughs> the way that I was laughing at it, but it was like Chucky-ish, but not as silly as Chucky. Uh, she was pretty serious about what she was doing, and she had some some jabs, you know, a really sassy mouth, and she was very cunning. And uh, because she's a, a advanced computer, so she's supposed to be smarter than your average. And um, the lead character, um, Allison Williams, fun fact, those of you that don't know, Allison Williams is the daughter of Brian Williams, the anchorman. Uh, you may know her from the, the series Girls. Uh, she was the lead character. She actually created the uh, Megan AI doll to only have the doll, you know, turn on her and become gangster but uh 
it, it is entertaining. You don't have to go to the theater to see it. They they already put it on Peacock, so you can check it out. It's pretty good. Um, of course, we talked about earlier the uh, Chris Rock selective outrage on Netflix. And I did see one of the Oscar contenders. It's called um, All Quiet on the Western Front. And I can see why the movie is nominated for an Oscar. It's very beautifully shot. The storyline is intriguing. And it's just one of those epic war movies mm -hmm. that we all tend to gravitate toward. You know, we think about uh, Saving Private Ryan. You know, it's it's on that level. And I just remember looking at some of the shots and be like, Dad, that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like, who? how did they get this shot? You know, someone had to be up at like the crack of dawn on a cliff, you yep. know, getting the perfect shot. And it was, you can see the work and the effort put into it. Um, the the snow drifts, the trenches, mm -hmm. just, it was just a lot of work put into the production and it showed and I can see why they're nominated. So if you're into those type of films, definitely check that out. It's worth the watch. It's a little long, but you know, it's worth it. Yeah. And it's not a happy ending. Uh, not yeah. that World War One like had yeah. a lot of highlights, but yeah, it, it's it's a rough one too at points. Yeah, it is. It is. Well, I'm extremely disappointed because apparently I'm the only one that went and saw Creed 3. <laughs> <laughs> Which I won't give my review. I'll just say that I thought it was a great movie. Michael D. Jordan did an amazing job directing it. Um, I know they used a new technology in shooting this one. And it was really, really good. Like, like was this, it the best this one was actually, of the three? I'm sorry? Was it the best of the three so far? I'm not sure if it's the best of the three, but it made the most money out of the three um because it broke records for that franchise um and i will say that this was the first time i went to a theater that was packed i went mm. on friday and it was packed but it was it was really good it was really really good and um it was like you know because they, they've been hyping up this movie you know for a while now and i think it lived up to the hype for sure for sure from what i hear uncle uncle sly is not happy with it he he didn't go to the premiere because there were creative differences. He doesn't. He's not warm to it. Well, I thought he didn't want to be a part of. Well, I don't know. I don't watch any of those. I mean, he movies, is a so part I'm of it because room. it is his franchise. And, yeah, but he's know, not course, in the movie. He wasn't in the. No, 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 no. Yeah. He's not in it. But you know, because he produced it, you know, it's customary to show up to the red carpet to support a piece of art that you put your money toward but uh, apparently he didn't show up at a protest because he had creative differences whatever it was good <laughs> it was good but yeah i watched that um trying to think of anything else no that was the only thing i watched but um but this is the second time week in a row that i went to the theater and saw the latest movies and y'all have not seen them yeah, Steven, you might have to. You might be replacing us soon enough. You're watching all the fresh movies. I saw the new. I the the movie I saw came out yeah. this weekend, also in theaters. Oh so. yeah, I saw the actually saw a preview for that movie uh, last week. I think so. Yeah, yeah looked fun. Anything coming down the pipeline? I've been seeing previews for this movie that looks pretty interesting, but it doesn't come out until June. I think it's June. The Blackening. Have you seen those oh, previews yet? Yeah. I did. I'm 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 pretty interesting because it's pretty interesting to me because apparently it has an all black cast and it's supposed to be a straight up slasher movie mm -hmm. and you know how you know us melanated people normally do in slasher movies so it's all all black cast I'm pretty I'm pretty interested to see what's going to happen. 
There's also a movie coming out. I don't know the name of it, but it's about the development of the air. I mean, of the um, uh, Air Jordans, and mm. um, and Viola Davis is in there. There's a lot of people. I think she plays Michael Jordan's mother, um, but they mm. don't really even it, in the clip. They didn't show Mike who was playing Michael Jordan. They show the back of his head, and I think because the story's not really about Michael Jordan. It's about the development mm-hmm. of the shoe. They want to build this shoe around a, a no-name player. And so um, it was funny because um, in one of the clips he said, well, do you have a name for the shoe? And he was like, uh, Air Jordan. He said, hmm, maybe it'll grow on me. And someone yells at the theater, oh, it didn't want to grow on you. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> <laughs> but, but that looks That's like awesome. a good movie. It has, it has a, a, a great I- cast. Remember. I can't imagine. I mean, the only person that can play Michael Jordan in the movie has to be Michael B. Jordan, right? I mean, it's in the name. <laughs> right. it's, it's just, it's destined. Exactly. But yeah, but they don't, they didn't show, they just showed the back of him, like going into a meeting, but they didn't show who plays Michael Jordan. Um, but they did show mm-hmm. Viola. And I remember when I saw Viola Davis, I remember her posting a uh, flyer, you know, for, for this movie. So, yeah. Nice. All right, guys. Well, as always, thank you for letting us know what to spend our time and money on and what not to. And uh, we'll see you next week. All right. Thanks. All right. Right back after that. Text you late night when you laying down. Phone start ringing, you don't hear a sound. I've been working all day. Know you working all night. all night. I hope it's not too late. Too late. Yeah. yeah. I'ma call you anyway, hoping that you're still away. Yeah. yeah. I've been thinking about you every day. Text you late night when you laying down. Phone start ringing, you don't hear a sound. I've been working all day. Know you working all night. I hope it's not too late. Yeah. I'ma call you anyway, hoping that you're still awake yeah. I've been thinking about you every day Yeah, yeah, yeah Too late, too late Baby, am I too late? Yeah, baby, am I too late? Baby, am I too late? Am I too late? To touch you on your very place. Baby, am I too late? Can we pick another day? Can we pick another night? Ain't me on a Tuesday. Too late. Every part of your body is like a premonition. Give me chills and goosebumps Your beauty a killer, I tell her to do some Yeah Attraction for me, it's beyond sex Whole nother level for me, it's beyond next And if I'm being honest Expression affection just feels odd You call me pet names The pumpkin, the cutie pie But this hot girl summer got me more icy I can't trust no one It's not likely No, it's not likely Yeah, but I'm trying, yeah, I'm trying, yeah, I'm trying, yeah, I'm trying.
Beautiful for my soul Let's lose our minds and our clothes It's hard to fuck with these hoes Cause no one knows what you know Out of body experience Love your mind and your body is serious Can't even say I love you back But I got your back My heart is cracked So hard for me to act on it I get this bitch my heart Before she turn her back on it XX heart eat it She gonna snack on it Girl turn around And let a nigga smack on it Girl saying in here the past They smoking that crack Cause my shorty get passenger And she gon' ride like a drive-by, no mask in her I'm tryna fuck till you cry off your mascara I want your beauty and your beast I want the whole thing, every single last piece I don't wanna keep you home, but I don't want you to sleep alone I don't wanna eat alone, when I bring a friend along Text you late night when you laying down Phone start ringing, you don't hear a sound I been working all day I know you working all night I hope it's not too late yeah. I'ma call you anyway, hoping that you're still awake. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been thinking about you every day. Text you late night when you laying down. Phone start ringing, you don't hear a sound. I've been working all day. I know you're working all night. I hope it's not too late. Yeah. But I'ma call you anyway, hoping that you're still awake. Yeah. I've been thinking about you every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too late, too late. Baby, am I too late? Yeah. Baby, am I too late? Yeah, yeah. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Now it's time to go into our Black-owned business. This one is called Renowned Midnight Madness Tea. Now, John Wesley Dean III, the creative director and founder of Renown, uh, said that he started the clothing brand as a form of expression. He also feels a lack of diversity in the corporate world needs to be addressed to help more Black businesses achieve success in the U.S. This is a forever fight for equality, Dean said. The Midnight Madness graphic tea is made from heavyweight ring, ring pun cotton, has a vintage neckline, and comes in sizes ranging from small to double X. There'll be a link in the bio of this video, so check them out. Again, that's renowned Midnight Madness tea. Shout out to the Wall Groups for joining us tonight, and don't forget their album, Four Walls, in stores now. Have a great week, and good night. Everything's gonna be alright And when we get there I'ma see a pretty, pretty, pretty young thing I'ma ask her to take my hand Head to the floor And we gon' dance And when we get there